the protectors of the wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help to lead our world through this crisis. Episode 3 Shocking News Phoebe and her sister Penny's discussion of Dreamstone is interrupted by the arrival of Dr. Bear, who describes the wildfire and the flooding of the Half Moon River. Phoebe saw Dr. Bear walking across the driveway. Dr. Bear! Is this a good time for a visit? It's Sunday. Time for breakfast before church. Penny jumped up and hurried to the kitchen. Dr. Bear gave Phoebe a kiss on the cheek and sat next to her, looking closely at her face. It's so nice to see you, dear. You look just fine. A little older and more thoughtful. Hmm. And I see more determination. I hope you're going to stay a while. I've missed you, Dr. Bear. So often, I wanted to talk to you. You can call me Geraldine. I'm your next-door neighbor now. It's going to be hard to call you Geraldine. You've been Dr. Bear my whole life. Well, any time you're at Middletown Hospital, or any time you need me, I'll be Dr. Bear. But call me Geraldine when I'm just your friend. Okay. Geraldine it is. Penny returned with a tray of coffee, apple butter and apple cider. Phoebe cut a few slices of Penny's freshly baked bread, still warm. Phoebe, maybe you'd like to join us in church this morning. We're in a bit of a rush. Reverend Tuck's finally going to present the church's commitment on climate change. The trustees have been debating it for months. There's going to be controversy, I'm sure. He needs our support. I'm afraid there are people who may behave badly, even try to disrupt the service. Disrupt the service? I've never heard of anything like that before. I'm not sure how much news you're getting up there in Northern State University. You've been gone for months. People may not have wanted to bother you with our problems back home. The media I've seen hasn't given it a lot of play. I read about the fire in the Hollow Hills area last September, but I don't recall anything about Middletown or the Half Moon Valley. The fire moved north and east and almost reached the Half Moon River near Evansville. The smoke blew upstream through the river valley and turned the sun orange. It felt like we were on a different planet. I'm a trustee of the Middletown Church, and Bishop Beckett met with us four or five times, 
as well as all the other churches in the River Valley. These meetings have had a big effect on my life. Penny sliced more bread and poured coffee for Dr. Bearer. Mmm, I love this bread. Penny, you're an artiste. I'll bet Sammy sells out everything you bring him. Oh, I'm still improving. Never satisfied. But I do sell almost everything I make. And thank you, Geraldine. You're my biggest fan. I'm curious. What is this church commitment? And what was the bishop talking about? Oh, I'd love to tell you about all that's happened here in the Half Moon Valley. But we have to leave in a few minutes. You should come with us and hear Reverend Tuck for yourself. Perhaps you haven't heard about the flooding of the Half Moon River. I've read some reports online over the last few months, but it didn't sound that bad. What are they teaching you up there? The river spilled into the streets of Evansville, River City, and Half Moon. People died. Main Street, right here in Middletown, flooded three feet deep. The hospital lawn and parking lot were underwater. Even the Main Street Bridge was closed for a week. The cemetery was half destroyed. There were even reports of... Well, no need to mention that. Some of it is macabre. Just spooky. Please, I want to know everything. Well, apparently people saw dead bodies floating. Perhaps corpses from the cemetery. Geraldine, please. No need to get her excited like this. Dr. Bear? I mean, Geraldine? I must tell you, I'm going to stay here in Middletown. And I want to know all there is to know, both good and bad. I'm dropping out of college and looking for a job. Phoebe, is that wise? You have such potential. Think about your future, the possibilities ahead of you. Think of the wide world. This is just a small town. Geraldine, forgive me for saying this. I could be wrong, but you don't really believe that this is just a small town. I've known you since I was born. Each patient, each person you know, is worth the world to you. From River City to the far side of the Half Moon Bridge, where the road turns to dirt, it's all important to you. And I think it's a more interesting place for me right now than Northern State. At any rate, I care a lot more about it. Plus, you've probably heard I've injured my knee twice, pretty much destroyed it. Soccer, any sport is over for me, at least for the coming year. Dr. Bear looked at Phoebe with admiration and was silent for a minute. Well, well, you got me there. 
I apologize. You're absolutely right. Your life's work, your ability to do good, is anywhere your heart finds it. Yes, that's what I mean. Let me tell you how glad I am that you're staying. God knows we need help. And Penny and I are so glad to see you. We've prepared a little surprise for you this Friday evening, so keep it free. Uh-oh. I'm afraid of surprises. Don't worry, dear. We're all your friends. Penny made a show of looking at her watch and showed it to Dr. Bearer. We're late. Come, Reverend Tuck needs us. We'll take my car. They stood and began grabbing dishes to clean up. You two go on ahead. I'll put things away. And I'll meet you later. I have a couple of errands to do on the way. Penny and Dr. Bear rushed to the car in the next door driveway. Phoebe cleaned and put the dishes away with an avalanche of thoughts tumbling through her mind. Whoa. There's just too much to think about. But I'll take one step at a time. I'll talk to Gilligan and do my best. When everything is at stake, it's not much. But I'm good at it. Just give me a chance. And the green man said, every small thing matters. She changed her shirt to a slightly wrinkled, blue, button-down, long-sleeved shirt with a collar and brushed her hair. She thought she looked presentable, but somehow strange, almost unrecognizable. I'm starting over. In a moment, she limped down the front steps, crossed the lawn, and moved with surprising speed up Main Street toward town. Daylilies were blossoming along the roadside and birds were singing. What's my strategy with Gilligan? Do I just walk in and ask for a job? Or do I look around the store, say how great it looks, and warm him up a bit? But Gilligan and I could hardly ever hold a conversation. What am I going to say? I'll probably hate the way he has it organized. Phoebe hit Bridge Avenue, took a left, and walked up towards the toy store and the church. The quiet town drew all her attention. She saw a few strangers and a few people she vaguely knew, but no one recognized her, and she felt like a ghost. It seemed as if a decade had gone by since she had lived there. What's this? What's this? It's all Scudder's Market. It's tripled in size. What happened to Louis' pizzeria and, and the old professor's used books? Where did the high school kids go for a slice? There's probably no bookstore left in town. Now we've got a 
gourmet food market, half a block long. Man, what a shock. It must have taken a lot of money. With her fists clenched in anxiety, she skipped in her odd limp across the street, determined to present herself to Gilligan as soon as possible. She was counting on fate to help her decide what to say. With a silent prayer, she looked up. And there was a padlock on the front gate. Across the small courtyard, the front door had a closed sign. Oh, no. Could Gilligan have sold the store? Who can I ask? Maybe Sammy's open. Let's take just a few steps and hope. 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 No, no hope. Closed. But wait. There he is behind the counter. Phoebe knocked hard on the glass door. Sammy! Sammy! Come on in, kiddo! Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast, and stay tuned for our featured song of the day. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. like I'm on my own No one to light on my way I hear the wind howl and the water rage Will it ever be break of day they say All these rivers are flowing Must go where they're going in the night like a wandering star. You must travel far. We're all lost in a crazy world and bound for danger. I say. Must be rocks ahead, I said. All these rivers are flowing. 
star You must travel far Some are wise friends, wise and true But no one can see the end Our best dreams are thrown on the wind I know we're following them we sing All these rivers are flowing must go where they're going in the night like a wandering star you must travel far you must travel far you must travel far